Hi, it's David Feldman. We have a short podcast today. It's a great one, but it's short. I had internet problems. I do most of my interviews via Zoom, and for some reason, everybody was freezing. So we stopped the recording, started it again. The problem persisted. We, we have a live virtual studio audience. They were getting impatient. The guests were getting impatient. I hate to admit defeat, but this time I had a surrender to the internet. You're only getting about an hour and a half of a podcast today. I apologize. Near the end, I become frustrated. That's worth listening to. As the technical difficulties mount, I get angry and I'm told watching boomers become confused and infuriated by software. I'm told it's very entertaining to, to witness. So you might want to stick around for the end and enjoy my mini breakdown. The recording session continued without me. I have no idea how it went. Probably much better without me. It's up in the cloud. Tomorrow I will download it. And then over the weekend, you'll get pieces of the rest of the show. So keep checking your feed for this podcast and I'll be sending you more throughout the weekend. My tolerance for frustration is very low when it comes to technology. I hold things back with human beings, but if it's an in, inanimate object, uh, I have blind, blind rage. Anyway, enjoy today's show. Please subscribe. I'll see you at office hours tonight at 8 p.m. Hopefully by then I will have solved all my internet issues. Please vote, by the way and help a couple of people vote. These midterms are starting to look really depressing. Have we gotten this stupid? Has the Seriously, I, I can't believe some of these poll numbers. Is the country really this stupid? Vote. Please vote. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. You'll hear the rest over the weekend. So go up to Nantucket, find the man who can suck it. You better do it now before you kick the bucket. You better do it now before you kick the bucket. You better do it now before you kick the bucket. Uh, thank you so much, Professor Mike Steinel. Welcome to The Mop Up. I'm David Feldman. The temperature is 67 degrees and partly cloudy. It's October 27th, 2024. Well, there are 11 days until the midterms with early voting already taking place and some good news for Democrats. Here is CNBC this morning. GDP third quarter up 2.6%. Better than expected. Doesn't look like we're in a recession. That's a pretty good number. Is that why stocks are up? Is that why stocks are up? No, stocks are up uh, because despite an economic slowdown for the past six months, corporations are surprising analysts with pretty good third quarter earnings. Coca-Cola, which kills people, is up. Why? Because of inflation. They can charge more for that crap. Like Shell, for example. Shell reported uh, record profits, record profits. They doubled over last year, record profits. In the past three months, Shell's profits were close 
to $10 billion in the past three months. I wonder why. Hmm. Good management. Maybe they fixed the blend. Maybe it's a better blend and everybody just wants Shell gasoline. They will increase their dividend by 15% and will spend billions of those profits on drilling for new oil. I'm just kidding. No, they're not drilling for new oil. They're going to buy back shares of the company in order to artificially raise the price of the stock. Not that we want Shell to drill for more oil, but the way they sell the oil companies to us, you know, drill, baby, drill. They say they need these profits for more oil exploration, right? No, they don't want more oil. They want less oil. Less oil means what? They can charge more for less oil and they have to work less and they can use the profits, the excess profits, to buy back more shares of a company that is killing us. Meanwhile, the UN Climate Conference is scheduled for next month and the planet is doing horrible, thanks to Shell. According to the UN's weather agency, 2021 was a banner year for greenhouse gases with more carbon dioxide and methane sitting in our atmosphere than ever before. There are now more heat trapping gases in our atmosphere than ever before methane. And uh, that's the worst. Methane parts per billion rows faster than carbon dioxide. Methane, as I said, is more dangerous because it traps 81 times the heat as carbon dioxide. Thank you, Shell. Thank you so much. The Mississippi, some good news. The Mississippi is drying up. Wait, that's bad news. I'm sorry. That's that would that would be bad news. More bad news. Barges are running aground, threatening America's supply chain, which of course creates more inflation. And uh, there's a shortage of drinking water. People get their drinking water from the Mississippi. The Mississippi also carries 60% of America's grain exports. So expect the price of food to go up as the Mississippi River shrinks. Thank you, Shell Oil. Thank you. The Mississippi is drying up, and that's because of Shell Oil. Thank you. Republicans are hoping to flip Democrat Raphael Warnick's Georgia Senate seat red. Warnick, African-America, in his challenge, African-American, is challenged by Herschel Walker, who is also African-American and a Republican. He's a Republican. And Walker said last week that he wants to get rid of the minimum wage and he's opposed to Medicaid expansion. That seems pretty important to me when somebody says they want to get rid of the minimum wage. But the media only seems to care that Herschel Walker keeps getting women pregnant and then paying for their abortions. Apparently, this guy is pro-life for other people, or he's not pro-life. He just needs something to do with his life, and he's suffering from too many concussions, so he can't run as a Democrat. But since the CTE is pretty much clogging up his ability to speak, why not run as a Republican and reinforce everything Republicans already think about black men? Here is Senator Lindsey Graham, positively giddy 
over the prospects of the GOP sending a black man to Washington. I, Herschel, they're beating all of our guys up, but what is, what is it about this guy? He changes the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. Well, what happens when the Republican Party elects and nominates Herschel Walker, an African-American black Heisman uh, Trophy winner, right? Olympian. It destroys the whole narrative. John James, Tim Scott, Herschel Walker. Everybody in San Francisco is going to jump off a bridge. No. Uh, Lindsay, San Francisco is going to jump off a bridge when you finally come out of the closet and now San Francisco has to welcome you into their fair city. Yes, yes, Herschel Walker challenges the entire narrative of the left. How can the GOP be racist if they run a black man who does what he's told, who reinforces every stereotype about black men that Republicans cling to? Herschel Walker is inarticulate, he can't string a sentence together, and he can't keep his dick in his pants. He's everything the Republicans want in a black man. Well, another woman, another woman has come forward, and now uh, Attorney Gloria Allred has come forward to hold a press conference to reveal there is a second woman claiming she had an affair with Herschel Walker while Herschel was married. It lasted six years. He got her pregnant and he paid for her abortion. Herschel says it's all a lie. Gloria Allred is lying. The woman is lying. He doesn't know that woman. And Republicans believe it. And they also think even if Herschel did demand she get an abortion, that's a private matter between a man and his mistress, a private matter between a married man and his mistress. Republicans don't want the government telling a man whether or not he can pay for his mistress's abortion. That's the government intruding into our private lives. That's something the left wants, but not Republicans like Herschel Walker, who is now leading in the polls by half a percent. That's the real clear averages. He's leading the polls by half a percent. But a new Rasmussen poll shows Herschel Walker with a lead of five points. If neither he nor Raphael Warnick gets more than 50 percent, then they will face each other in a runoff. Well, there's some good news a sliver of good news for the Democrats, who many say are facing a big red wave. According to a new poll from The Economist, the mood of the country shifted over the past week with a generic poll showing Democrats leading Republicans by four points. And four points is the sweet spot. Four to five points in a generic poll is what you need. They say if Democrats are polling four to five points ahead of the Republicans in a generic poll, then they might be able to keep the House. John Fetterman debated Dr. Oz on Tuesday. I couldn't watch. I didn't want to see it. But from what I heard, it did not go well for Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in terms of his ability to speak. And I think that should be a plus. Not everyone can speak. Like Herschel Walker, not everyone can speak. The difference between 
uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and Herschel Walker is that uh, John Fetterman, uh, his heart is in the right place. And uh, if he's having trouble speaking, that's a plus. Not everyone can read. Many people have dyslexia. Not everyone can walk, see, or hear. They, they should not be left out of politics. You know who's a great communicator? Dr. Oz. That's why he's made hundreds of millions of dollars conning Americans into buying hicker, hickory root supplements to make their boners hard. Uh, Fetterman is authentic, and he's what we need in Pennsylvania. He's what we need in America. I really like uh, John Fetterman. He doesn't own a suit. He's a real person who is unlucky. He's had some bad luck. And we need more leaders who have had bad luck. America is about luck. The lucky think they made it on their own. And the unlucky, well, they're just expected to be punished for being unlucky. There is no such thing as an American dream, no puritanical work ethic. There's just luck. It's not hard work. It's just luck. Who your parents are, where you were born, what you look like, your health, your physical and mental health, and who gave you a helping hand. Were you lucky enough to get a helping hand? It's all luck. Fetterman has had some bad luck, like FDR, after he contracted polio. And when you have some bad luck, you understand that people's lives change in an irregular heartbeat. So for Dr. Oz to make an issue out of this, a heart surgeon to mock a stroke victim, well, that's par for the course in this Republican Party, a party that offers nothing other than cruelty. It appeals to other unlucky Americans who think, hey, if I can be cruel, then I'm not unlucky. That is the appeal of the Republican Party. Vote for a bully. I'm a bully. Come join me and bully others. Let's laugh at the weak, because if you laugh at the weak, that means you're strong. Well, there is some good news for John Fetterman. Apparently, he struck a chord, and right after the debate, he raised more than $2 million. And uh, going into that debate, Fetterman was leading Dr. Oz by two percentage points in the latest economic Economist YouGov poll. We'll see if anything shifted after that debate. Hopefully he will win. Ted Cruz, Texas Senator Ted Cruz was booed at Yankee Stadium on Sunday and then heckled by protesters while he was appearing on The View. The hecklers inside the studio audience of The View were so loud you could barely make out what Whoopi and Joy Behar were screaming at Ted. Ted has one friend, just one, and his name is Senator Mike Lee. He's from Utah. And the two men have a lot in common, and that is everybody hates them. Everybody hates Ted Cruz, and everybody hates Senator Ted uh, uh, Mike Lee from Utah. Mitt Romney, the other senator from Utah, won't give Mike Lee any money. And Mike is facing a third-party challenge from Republican Evan McMullen, who is running against him as an independent. And Ted Cruz is worried. 
he thinks his friend Mike Lee might lose. This had been considered up until a few weeks ago a safe seat for Republican Senator Mike Lee, who was running unopposed. The Democrats just weren't running again, running against him. But this Evan McMullen, ex-Republican, offers an alternative uh, for Republicans. You can vote for Evan McMullen and you're still kind of voting for a Republican. And that's why Evan McMullen is gaining on Lee in the polls. This was... Uh, this was after a, a dismal debate performance earlier this month. Lee, uh, Mike Lee, lawyer, is refusing an offer from Fox News to debate McMullen once again. Well, debates probably don't really matter. After a dismal showing against Democratic Congresswoman Val Demings, Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio still holds a commanding lead over her. Donald Trump will be holding a rally in Florida next week to support Rubio. But guess who has not been invited? Governor Ron DeSantis. Trump reportedly thinks DeSantis is disloyal for planning to run against him for the 2020 presidential nomination. Hillary Clinton said this week that right-wing extremists in the Republican Party have a plan to steal the presidential election in 2024, and that plan is convincing Hillary Clinton to run again as a Democrat. If you remember, Hillary had the 2016 presidential election stolen from her when right-wing extremists tricked Hillary into thinking people who live in Wisconsin and Michigan weren't allowed to vote, so there was no point in campaigning there. Let's listen to Hillary more. Meanwhile, early voting has started in Arizona with armed Republicans standing out in front of ballot drop boxes, checking to see who's voting, taking their picture, photographing their license plates, insisting they're doing election security. The Arizona League of Women Voters filed a federal lawsuit today trying to prevent three organizations from standing in front of Arizona drop boxes. Those organizations are the Oath Keepers. Remember the Oath Keepers? They gave you January 6th. The Lions of Liberty and Clean Elections USA, which is run by QAnon followers. Meanwhile, Senator Mark Kelly is running for re-election in Arizona against Republican Blake Masters. And that is a race that seems to be tightening with Democrat Senator Kelly leading by a little under two points in the real clear averages polling data. In the race for Arizona governor, Republican crackpot and election denier Carrie Lake is moving ahead of Democrat Katie Hobbs. She's leading with a real clear politics average of more than three percentage points. Brittany Griner, the 32-year-old WNBA star, will continue to languish inside a Russian prison after falsely convicted of drug smuggling when she was found to be carrying vape cartridges containing hash oil back in February while traveling through Moscow's airport. Kreiner was sentenced to nine years in prison, and yesterday a three-judge panel denied her appeal. 
Georgia Maloney is Italy's new prime minister. She was elected last month representing a party with deep ties to Benito Mussolini's fascist party. Maloney ran on Christian family values. She attacked the LGBTQ community, abortion, and of course, migrants. In her first speech before the Italian parliament on Tuesday, Maloney said she's not a fascist. She's appalled by Mussolini's race laws, said she will not tolerate Russian blackmail and believes in the European Union. Hmm. We talked about Luella Braverman uh, last week. She was appointed Home Secretary by British Prime Minister Liz Truss. Remember her? Braverman uh, has made a reputation for herself as opposing immigration. Braverman was forced to resign last week after she used her personal email account to communicate with another member of the cabinet, and that was considered a major security breach. But the new prime minister, Rishi Sunak, announced yesterday he was giving the xenophobic Luella Braverman her job back. Sunak also reversed the decision by his predecessor and has uh, reinstalled the country's ban on fracking. More trouble for Kanye. Adidas dropped him this week after Kanye continues to refuse to apologize for making uh, anti-Semitic remarks. He made those remarks on Twitter and on several podcasts. He also showed up to a fashion show in Paris wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. Kanye uh, yesterday showed up unexpectedly at Skechers headquarters in Los Angeles demanding a meeting. Executives said no meeting was on the books and escorted him out of the company, out of the building. Uh, Skechers then issued a statement saying they will not do business with Kanye and they condemn hate speech. Donda Academy is an unaccredited Christian private school for pre-kindergarten through 12th grade. It's in Simi Valley. That would be California. It was founded this year by Kanye, and it costs 15 grand a year. It has 100 students and 13 full-time teachers, but not anymore. Today, it was announced that the Donda Academy uh, has been canceled. It's done. The school is shutting down, and not much else is known since parents can only get their kids into the Donda Academy if they sign a non-disclosure agreement. That's always a good move when you're asking someone to watch your kid for eight hours. Uh, here, sign this non-disclosure agreement. Sure, and here's my kid. I'm sure he'll be safe. Spotify says they will continue to play Kanye's music. Well, at least they're consistent, right? The midterms. Kanye is a racist who sports White Lives Matter t-shirts. He is anti-Semitic. He is mentally ill. He's not too bright. He's delusional, filled with hatred and paranoia. That's why he's a Republican. Republicans love black men so long as they're not too smart, as long as they're sick in the head. Why is that, Lindsey Graham? We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you are racist. The Republican Party's racist. That's right. 
and they hate everyone. They hate everyone, not just black people. Here is Governor Ron DeSantis debating Charlie Chris, the Democratic nominee for Florida governor. Uh, this week, uh, they were asked about teaching critical race theory in our schools. And here is Governor Ron DeSantis. You have people that are teaching, uh, and actually his running mate has said this in the past, that teaching the United States was built on stolen land. That is inappropriate for our schools. It's not true. Uh, and I'm happy. Yes, that is inappropriate. That land wasn't stolen. It was traded. The first peoples said to the white Europeans, well, we want to trade you this vast expanse in exchange for a blanket filled with smallpox. Would you happen to have any blankets filled with smallpox? We'll give you all of this. Here is Dr. Oz playing to the Republican base, the racist base, equating Black Lives Matter with a terrorist organization, which it most certainly is not. Do you support the Black Lives Matter movement? I don't, because I think it was a hijacked effort to address some of the deep problems we have uh, with race in America. And I don't think the Black Lives Movement did justice to the real struggle that we have. You're a racist. I'm going to contain I'm going to contain my anger when I hear this. BLM is one of the most peaceful groups, protest groups, one of the most peaceful protest groups in American history. Story after story says all their protests were peaceful. There was some violence, but it came from outside agitators like the very white Kyle Rittenhouse. Remember him in Kenosha or the police? I've talked about this countless times on the show. The Washington Post has written extensively on the 2020 protests. BLM, according to the Washington Post, didn't start any of the violence. The New York Times has reported on this. The New York Times says it was the police who created the violence. The Washington Post says the 2020 protests only got violent when the police showed up and began roughing up the BLM protesters. Yes, there were some people who were setting fire to cars, cop cars, but that wasn't BLM. Those were Asian provocateurs and outside agitators. It is a lie, a racist lie to call BLM violent, but Republicans do that because... We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for saying that. At least you're being honest. Senator Marco Rubio also perpetuates the lie that protests in 2020, uh, that the protests in 2020 were far worse than January 6th. Here is Marco Rubio telling Fox News what Republicans are going to do the minute they take control of the Senate. We have to use our oversight role that we have to now, we should have hearings, for example, on the riots of the summer of 2020. There's been no accountability about the summer of 2020, who was behind it, how much did the political rhetoric lend itself to it. How, for example, these efforts to bail people out of jail in 2020, how many people did that encourage to come back out and do that all over again? This is just racist dog whistle. That's just a racist dog whistle. It's just not true. The protests were peaceful. Go read the reporting done by The Washington Post and The New York Times. 
BLM did not spark violence. Violence was sparked when the police showed up and decided to get violent. It's a lie. But that's what the Republicans run on. Why do they do that, Lindsey Graham? We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. That's right. At least Lindsey Graham, at least you're being clear-headed. Tudor Dixon is running for governor of Michigan. She's a Republican, and she debated Gretchen Whitmer, the Democrat incumbent. Here is Tudor Dixon, Republican, playing to the Republican base. And we need to make sure that cops, we hire more cops, and they know we have their back, and we're going to get out of their way and let them do their job. Yes, get out of their way. Let the cops do their job. That's it. Just racist dog whistles. That's how the Republicans win. Racist dog whistles. Why do they do that? We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. Yes, that's how they win. That's how they win. Uh, the Republicans are the party of racists, and they demonize black people. Uh, read Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, uh, Lee Atwater's Deathbed Confessional. Look it up, where he talks about dog whistles. You know, you can't use the N-word anymore as a Republican, so you say things like welfare and busing. And now it's BLM, the BLM protests. This is what gets the Republican base out Hatred for people of color. The Republicans are the party of hate. They demonize people of color and they demonize the LGBTQ. They offer nothing other than hate. Here again is Charlie Chris calling out Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. Here he is calling Ron DeSantis an anti-science homophobe. And watch DeSantis's reaction. He's a bully, and look what happens when a bully gets spoken to. I'm pro-business. I want to make sure we keep our businesses open. I'm not the governor who attacked Walt Disney World because they deigned to express their point of view. I'm not the governor who attacked the cruise industry because they just wanted to make sure that their customers weren't sick before they got on the boat. That's you. You're the most anti-business governor I've ever seen. That's time, Congressman. They are anti-business, by the way. They, they, they've sold this lie that they're the pro-business party. Go look at how the stock market does when Republicans control the White House. Democrats do much better for big business. Uh, not for the working class, but uh, I don't know if that's a selling point for the Democrats to call them a friend of business. I think all our problems started there. Uh, when they start sucking up to big business. Ronnie Jackson is a congressman from Texas. We've talked about this lunatic. He was Donald Trump's personal physician, and now he's a congressman. And he's demonizing the LGBTQ. He's running for re-election against drag queens. He will not stop tweeting against the threat of drag queens in Texas. Here's his latest tweet, and there are many on uh, drag uh, queens. He writes, I just learned there will be a drag show <laughs> coming to Armorillo where young children will be allowed and encouraged to attend. 
This is sick. Children should not be allowed to attend events like this. This needs to be shut down immediately. Yes, it's the drag shows that are damaging kids in Texas. Not the assault weapons. That's his biggest concern. Drag shows. They demonize everybody. They demonize everybody. Here, once again, is Tudor Dixon accusing Governor Gretchen Whitmer of being weak on gender. She also said she cares about parents, but she hasn't stood for parents who have said, why do we have adults whispering sex and gender into the ears of our little kids? Sex and gender, sex and gender, sex and gender. Okay, go outside and play. Timmy, come over here. Sex and gender, sex and gender. Uh, please continue, Tudor Dixon. She also said that she cares about women, but she would gladly put little boys in your daughter's locker room. <laughs> These are the, the worst. Obviously, the Republicans hate black people. They demonize the LGBTQ and they celebrate cruelty. Here is Donald Trump at last Saturday's rally in Texas explaining how he would stop people from leaking. Now, note that there were leaks throughout his presidency, but once he gets back into the Oval Office, this time around, this is how he's going to deal with leakers. And you say, who is the leaker? National security. And they say, we're not going to tell you. They say, it's okay, you're going to jail. And when this person realizes that he is going to be the bride of another prisoner very shortly, <laughs> he will say, I'd very much like to uh, tell you exactly who that leaker is. It was Bill Jones. I swear he's a leaker. And we got him. But they don't want to do that. Yes, it's all about cruelty. It's all about promising to punish people. They don't really do it, but it feels good. It's, politics is a blood sport for Republicans. They offer nothing. They offer nothing. They promise to torture. Torture doesn't work. But it's fun because it's cruel, and that's what Republicans have to offer. Jurors in Michigan convicted three men on uh, Wednesday for plotting to kidnap Michigan's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. This was back in 2020. See, the GOP is strong on law and order. So one would think that Whitmer's Republican opponent, Tudor Dixon, would know better than to trivialize a plot to kidnap and possibly kill a governor. But no, because the Republican Party loves being mean. They love bullying. They love taking someone who's frightened and trivializing it. Here is Tudor Dixon, candidate for governor of Michigan, trivializing this plot to kidnap the Democratic governor of Michigan. For someone so worried about being kidnapped, Gretchen Whitmer sure is good at taking business hostage and holding it for ransom. Do you realize how offensive that is? Do you realize that Gretchen Whitmer, regardless of what party she belongs to, there was a plot that the FBI kind of came up with <laughs> and tricked some people into following through with to kidnap the, the governor of Michigan. Now, granted, it probably wasn't a real plot and that the FBI 
it was like a sting operation that the FBI dreamed up. But you don't trivialize a a sting operation uh, that would have kind of sort of gotten the governor of Michigan kidnapped and kind of sort of it was kind of scary, you know, had it been real, had the FBI not played a major role in all that. So the uh, I'm all for sting operations, by the way. Uh, so the GOP is racist. They demonize the LGBTQ. They love cruelty, which is why they call themselves the party of Christ. They self-identify as Christian nationalists. I've said this before. I'm more of a Christian and I'm Jewish. I'm a better Christian than these people. Here is a Trump supporter last Saturday in Texas being interviewed before going in to hear Donald Trump speak at that big rally. Here, here is a Trump follower and a disciple of Christ. Uh, the pr biblical principles that Trump embraces is what really uh, what I really like about him. I've never heard another president invoke the name of God and Jesus more than I've heard uh, President Donald Tr J. Trump. And that's the, the main thing for me is that he's embracing biblical principles and uh, follow the Bible and you can't go wrong. I love that. And he got the kids out. <laughs> he's, embracing, he's embracing biblical principles. Uh, yes, he's a man of, man of God. Uh, here is uh, another disciple of Christ and Trump who was interviewed uh, before she went in to see Donald, and she has a message for Donald Trump. Message for Trump. I, I have a message from the Lord for him, and I, I need to get that message to him to tell him that he is to call this nation to fast, pray, and repent, including himself and all the leaders, even faith leaders, because God wants his people back. I'm sorry, you, you want Donald Trump to do what? Fast, pray, and repent. You want him to fast, pray, and repent. It would be easier to get Donald Trump to pass through the eye of a needle than to get him to fast, let alone pray and repent. General Michael Flynn merges QAnon with his Christianity. And I guess if, I guess if you believe in something as crazy as religion, QAnon follows. Uh, General Michael Flynn believes our Constitution was written by Jesus Christ. General Michael Flynn is batshit crazy. He's sick in the head. He was Donald Trump's national security advisor, even though he lasted about as long as Liz Truss lasted as prime minister of England. Obama had warned Trump, don't make him national security advisor. He's crazy. He's a very sick man. He's very dangerous. Here is General Michael Flynn at the big QAnon conference in Pennsylvania last Saturday, showing us why abortion is a bad thing, even for rape victims. Kathy, Kathy won't tell you, and I'm, I'm, I'm hugging her because I know it's very emotional for her. Kathy is the daughter of an 11-year-old mother, okay? She's the daughter, I'm going to say that again, she's the daughter of an 11-year-old mother. And, you know, people can look at that as a tragedy because it has a, se a series of circumstances, but it's actually a victory. It's a victory. And she's the champion. She is the champion. 
So God bless Kathy Barnett. Thank you so much for taking some time here today. And, and let's give a big, big round of applause, Pennsylvania round of applause for Kathy Barnett. Thank you. Kathy is the daughter of an 11-year-old mother. Yeah. Say hello to your father for me as well. Uh, and then before the Q9 conference really got to kick into gear, this is real. Uh, General Michael Flynn, very sick man, watched the Frontline documentary, sick and dangerous, sick, sick, sick and dangerous man. General Michael Flynn, devout Christian, QAnon follower. General Michael Flynn introduced us to a QAnon Christian minister who offered up a benediction for the followers of Q and Jesus. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We're asking you to open the eyes of President Trump's understanding, divine intervention, and you will surround him, Father, with none of this deep state trash None of this rhino trash. You'll surround him. People that you pick with your own mighty hand in the name of Jesus. It's like I'm listening to the Pope. This is great. He's, he's combined QAnon with, with Jesus. It, it just checks all the boxes I need. Jesus, I get it now. Jesus believes America is run by a secret cabal of pedophiles. And there's a storm coming to wash us clean. The person who's going to clean it all up, Donald Trump, who has 40 credible rape allegations. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. So... Let me get this straight, QAnon Christian minister. Uh, you follow Jesus and Q, and who is Trump in all this? Father God! I see. And uh, his election, a re-election in 2024 will be... Divine intervention! And then... He comes back, kind of like Jesus coming back in 2024. 20, what does heaven on earth look like, oh, Q Christian minister? What does heaven on earth look like? With none of this deep state trash. Okay, no deep state trash. That's what heaven is like. Who else will be banished from this Trump-Jesus utopia? None of this rhino trash. Wow. And, uh, wow. So heaven means there's no deep state trash. Okay. And no, and no rhino trash. Okay. And, uh, Trump is father God. Okay. And you're a member of Q and a disciple of Trump. In the name of Jesus. Okay, it's uh, it's beginning to make sense. This QAnon conference that merges Q with Christ and Trump, 
it's it's just everything I was looking for. I'm lost, but now I've been found. Uh, well, after the benediction from the Christian QAnon Trump devotee, after that, the crowd was primed for the son of God, Eric Trump, to go before the QAnon Christian group and call God. He literally, he, Eric Trump called God. We're going to call him quickly. Does that make sense? So, Dad, you have an amazing crowd. I'm here in Pennsylvania. Well, I think it's great. Wonderful son is treating everybody fantastically. He works so hard. He's such a great guy. And we love you all. And we'll be back doing things. And we're going to bring this country back because our country's never been in such bad shape. So Trump is God. Eric is Jesus. And we're fucked. This country's fucked. We really are. Well, the Republican Party... It's about Christianity and patriotism. That's what it's all about. They love this country. They can't help it. They just, they're crazy about this country. During Trump's speech in Texas, the Star Spangled Banner just spontaneously broke out in the middle of his speech. Now watch, I'm going to play a clip. Watch how Donald Trump does not sing along to the Star Spangled Banner. And it's not because he doesn't know the words, it's because he doesn't even recognize the tune. He has never, every time I've seen the Star Spangled Banner sung and he's in the shot, he doesn't sing the song. He doesn't know what the Star Spangled, you know, he would sing along if it were Deutschland, Deutschland über Alice or the Horse Vessel song. He could sing the Horse Vessel song backwards. So uh, watch Donald Trump uh, in the middle of his speech, watch him uh, hearing the Star Spangled Banner. He doesn't know that song. He doesn't know the words. Well, how did the Star Spangled Banner get sung spontaneously at his rally in Texas last week? Newsmax, after the rally... They were on this, and they found, they found the guy who orchestrated it. Hearing that you led this effort with Donald Trump tonight to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Talk about it. Okay, so we're going to, this is like the inside scoop from Newsmax. This is the guy who convinced the audience and Donald Trump to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Let's find out who this guy is and how it happened. Yeah, we have been pushing, uh, actually, I came up with this idea on Wednesday and I started pushing kind of late in the game here, asking, we started through social media pushes, we reached into the president's camp everywhere we could. I'm a J6 defendant myself. Uh -huh. So uh, reached into the camp everywhere we could, just saying, look, just sing in solidarity with these. I'm sorry, you're a what? What did you say, you're a what? I'm a J6 defendant myself. Uh -huh. J6. That'd be, you're a January 6th defendant, and uh, you're the one who got Trump to sing the national anthem. Great. That's great. Well, he's a patriot, and there are a lot of patriots uh, who wanted to kill Mike Pence 
Nancy Pelosi and blow up the Capitol on January 6th. One of those patriots was Roseanne Boyland. Roseanne Boyland, she was trampled to death on January 6th outside the Capitol. She was a soldier in the Trump resistance, and Trump supporters do not want to forget Roseanne Boyland. She is the horsed vessel of January 6th. Let's also not forget her. Everyone forgets Roseanne Boylan. If I ever have a daughter, I'm going to name her Roseanne after Roseanne Boylan. And of course, Roseanne Barr, the other greatest American. Yes, it's all about. <laughs> these are good people. These are these are just great people. And uh, I hope they're all registered uh, as sex offenders not to vote. I think they're, they're all basically. Uh, well, anyway. Well, Mike Lee uh, also claims to be a patriot. He wears the American flag lapel. During his debate last week, though, Evan McMullen brought up this. Senator Lee, remarkably, you are the only member of Utah's congressional delegation not, he already knows where I'm going, <laughs> not to be blacklist, blacklisted by Vladimir Putin. It's just an incredible distinction. But, you know, there's, there's a reason why. It's because in 2017, Senator Lee was one of only two senators to vote against sanctioning Putin's regime. Then in 2019, he went to Russia alone and discussed lifting sanctions with him. He has voted repeatedly against supporting Ukraine. He has... He has hey, Mr. McMullen, we are I could go time. on and on. We are out of time. Yes. Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, loves America, just happens to love Russia more. But for you to talk about the importance of the, le the Electoral College, I think, is rich. I think you, you know exactly how important it is. And I think you knew how important it was when you sought to urge the White House that had lost an election to find fake electors to overturn the will of the people. Senator Lee, that was the most egregious betrayal of our nation's constitution in its history by a U.S. senator, I believe, and it will be your legacy. Senator Lee is still casting doubt. I can't understand why Senator Mike Lee is going to get defeated by Evan McMullen. Well, Mike Lee loves America, loves Russia more than he loves America, and he loves the Constitution. They trusted you. We trusted you. And with that trust and with your knowledge of the Constitution, Senator Lee, you sought to find a weakness in our system. You advised the White House, find an alternative slate of electors for Trump to overturn the will of the people. That's what you said. You said that, that the president should listen to legal quack Sidney Powell. Please make time for her. Let her in, you told the White House chief of staff. You told the president that you were working overtime, 14 hours a day, I think you said, to unravel this for him, to keep a president who had been voted out of office according to the will of the people in power despite the will of the people. Senator Lee, it is a betrayal of the American Republic. You were there to stand up for our, converse, for our Constitution, but when the barbarians were at the gate, you were happy to let them in. That would be uh, Evan McMullen, independent, running against Senator Mike Lee. Mike Lee, who loves America, he just loves Russia more. Mike Lee loves the Constitution. Uh, he just loves Trump more. And uh, he loves the truth. 
Mike Lee loves the truth just not as much as he loves lying. He loves the truth, but he loves to lie more. I, I think I disagree with everything my opponent just said, including the words but, and, and the. Um, it was an information-free, truth-free statement uh, that's uh, something of a record. Look, um, I, th there is absolutely nothing to the idea uh, that I would have ever supported, ever, ever did support the fake electors plot. Nothing. There's not a scintilla of evidence suggesting that, and yet you continue to insist that with a cavalier, reckless disregard for the truth. Right. No evidence to back up what you just said. Just say uh, it's not true. That's what Republicans do. They are liars. When they're caught lying, they insist they're telling the truth. Here is Sarah Palin running for Congress, lying on behalf of Donald Trump in the debate this week. The January 6th committee voted unanimously to subpoena former President Donald Trump. In your opinion, did they make the right decision? And do you believe that Trump committed any crimes in regard to the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol? 45 seconds for this question, and Ms. Palin, you are first. Knowing President Trump, as I do, he's probably saying, bring it on, subpoena away, because he has nothing to hide. And no, I don't believe that he committed a crime. I think that uh, the media and um, those who are obstructionists to uh, so much of what Trump represents, I believe that they just want to hang on to this thing and keep stirring it up. They got it. They got to hang on to something because it can't be his policies that they slam and that they are against. Look what his policies did for our country. Yes. <laughs> yes. You effing liar. Here's Dr. Oz lying about John Fetterman. When John Fetterman is asked, if you could wave a magic wand, what's the one thing you would do? The one thing. And he says, well, I'd get rid of life in prison. Really? I mean, I'd, I'd fix the economy. Actually, I don't need a magic wand to do that. I can just like get serious about stuff that's affecting a lot of people. Getting rid of life in prison is not the number well, one Well, I asked goal. him that. He actually said uh, it would be codifying Roe versus Wade and abolishing the filibuster. He was asked that question. He didn't say to abandon, <laughs> abandon prison. It was to codify Roe v. Wade. Uh, just that, that's Dr. Oz just lying about his opponent Somehow Trump can get doctors to lie. Here is his personal physician speaking Saturday at the rally in Texas, lying about his patient, Donald Trump. Where I was the physician for the healthiest president that's ever lived, Donald J. Trump. Yes, very healthy man. Mentally healthy, physically healthy. We should all be. Uh, we should all try to find out what Donald Trump's secret is. Uh, they lie. They're racists. They demonize the LGBTQ. They love cruelty and they love conspiracy. They love conspiracy and paranoia. Here is Congressman Ralph Norman. Subpoena as many people as we can. Uh, we're going to hopefully have consequences, starting with Mayorkas, uh, Ray with the FBI. I mean, a whole host of things. The whole administration is a rogue administration. And I, th I guess we all know Joe Biden is not running this country. There is a cabal of unelected elitists who are running this country. Probably Barack Obama uh, is involved. Probably uh, Eric Holder. And But who knows? We know it's not Biden. 
Yes. Yes. Well, they they see conspiracy where there is none. They're paranoid. And most importantly, they're as dumb as their voters. Dumb people need conspiracy theories. They need these cabals, these secret puppet masters to explain away all their inadequacies. That's how Republicans operate. They are stupid. They are stupid, stupid, ill-informed people. Their voters are stupid and their candidates are stupid. Abraham Lincoln once said, a house divided by itself cannot stand. Something like that. A house divided by itself cannot stand. Here is the amoeba brain of Sarah Palin trying to quote Abraham Lincoln, who basically said a house divided by itself cannot stand. Lincoln had said, President Lincoln, he had said, no foreign power will ever crush America. They have no chance against us, especially against our military. However, we should be cognizant of this. We would be crushed from within if the division gets any more rancorous, if it gets any worse than it is. We need to protect our foundation. Thank you. <laughs> you idiot. You use the word cognizant. So you couldn't remember the quote. You idiot. Let's watch this again. She's trying to quote Abraham Lincoln in the debate earlier this week when Lincoln said a house divided by itself cannot stand. Lincoln had said, President Lincoln, he had said, no foreign power will ever crush America. They have no chance against us, especially against our military. However, we should be cognizant of this. We would be crushed from within if the division gets any more rancorous, if it gets any worse than it is. We need to protect our foundation. You protect, the, you. Founda protect the foundation so the house divided by itself uh, can stand. I cannot stand Sarah Palin. She started it all. Uh, Reagan started it. Then George Bush started it. And then Sarah Palin started it. And then Trump started it. And uh, let's meet some people who love Donald Trump. Open the people's eyes to the corruption in this government. He did more than any president in the history of this country. Amen. That is a uh, Trump supporter outside the big rally waiting to go see Donald Trump. Uh, tell us more about yourself. It's my 30th rally. 30. Drove 17 hours. 17 hours. Got here Wednesday. I'm from East Tennessee near the Smokies. Hmm. 30 hours to go see Donald Trump. Uh, and what do you do for a living? By the way, she raises mules. I raise mules. I love the hat. Distraction. We wake every morning 
like the Rolling Stones, cause we just can't get no satisfaction. Democracies and change, we could bury its remains, but infotainment culture has infected our brains. We're living every day, we're living every night in the USA of distraction. The wisdom we receive, the reality we perceive, is burned into our brains by cable TV. Scandal, crime, and disaster lead the news. Fear and white anxiety shape our views. The fourth estate has crumbled into an irrelevant heap. Critical thinking is all but asleep. Cause we're living every day, we're living every night. USA of distraction. The pathological pursuit of power and profit drives everything in sight. Not sure we can stop it. Corporate plutocracy has risen to the top. We've lost the power to think, so we shop until we drop. We're surveilled and monitored while they keep us all distracted. So we never notice that our data has been extracted. We're living every day, we're living every night in the USA of distraction. All right.
sovereignty of citizenship, the bulwark of democracy, is under full attack by the cult of meritocracy. We're living every day. Thank you, Mike Steinel, Professor Mike Steinel, who'll be back on the show on Monday. And you're listening to The David Feldman Show, davidfeldmanshow.com. Please subscribe to this program wherever you get your podcasts. Do me a favor and subscribe to the show and hit the like button. It always helps. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel And that always helps when people subscribe. It really does. Office hours every Friday night at 8 p.m. Please join us. Here's somebody who may be one of my oldest friends. Say hello to John Ross. Oh, what's the matter? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you see me? I can see you. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Uh, uh, my laptop got dropped today, and the whole side of my screen is kind of blurry lines over here. But apparently, the camera and the microphone are perfect. Working. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. how about that? Well, look, I don't feel prepared at all. I just got home. I have no idea what's going on. Can you redo the opening of your show? <laughs> just quick. You don't do the whole thing, but just. The highlights, just well. There is give, some there. There is some good. Give throw it. Uh, how did the meeting with the Koch brothers go? Well, it was not the meeting with the Koch brothers. It was the town meeting, uh, which takes place in the auditorium. Uh, if you ever watched Parks and Rec, I know you haven't, but many of your let me talk to your audience. It's like the town meetings at, at, in Parks and Rec, only about a hundred times um, funnier and more painful. Uh, so this was. The biggest one we'd ever had, it was well over 300 people there. And, you know, the the board of governors or whatever they're called, the select board, the, the select board, they're up there. Then there's the finance committee. We're talking about Deerfield, Deerfield, Massachusetts, Deerfield yeah. Academy, where Rich. No, Deerfield, Deerfield Academy is in Deerfield, but they're not there, but they are the subject of much of what we were arguing yeah, about. Start from the beginning so new people understand. Well, I live in a town called... Deerfield. And Deerfield has uh, the select board. And then you have the finance committee and all sorts of different issues come up and you have town meetings and where things are discussed. And they're the what are they, the rules of order? What are they called? Robert's the, rules of order. Robert's, yes. And so, you know, there has to be motions and they have to be seconded. And then people get to get up and make their points about it. And then they call to question. And that means we're going to vote on it now. And the way it usually gets voted on, I actually still have it in my pocket, is you have this like green slip of paper and they'll say, oh, vote aye, and you hold it up and 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 the guy in the front kind of counts 
And some things have to pass by simple majority. Some things have to pass by two thirds. One of the things we were arguing about was there is a rule back from 1935 about how much the city has to pay for new sewer additions and whether it's a minimum of 25% and a maximum of, and the rest goes to the users. Anyway, DA, Deerfield Academy, which has a $700 million um, um, endowment. endowment, right? And, and, and pays no property tax, okay? And then what they do, a house down the street from me just went on the market for $750,000. It's probably worth 300, 400. Deerfield Academy buys it, takes it off the market, and no longer has to pay property tax on it because they're a nonprofit, you see. So whoa, 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 whoa. So they're buying up property, our, our property, creating a housing shortage. Well, it may be a housing shortage, but the bigger problem is that we're not getting the property tax on that house anymore. This is People, evil. This is effing it, evil. And so the new sewer system needs to go in and we're bound to, according to the current rules, we would be, the town would be bound to pay at least 25%. The rest would go to user fees, which would be theirs, but, but we'd still have to pay 25%. And there's only, I think, four families on that line. And the rest of it is Deerfield Academy. And there are people who are obsequious to, well, actually one of the, um, the select board men, his kid is going to Deerfield Academy and his kid is not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, and it's very, very difficult to get in. I mean, it's like the kings of, uh, of the king of Siam's kid go, like they're princes you know, sending their kids here from all over the world. Not, not bright kids. Not bright. None of them are bright. Well, they're not. Of, you have to. It's pretty tough to get into the. It's the also pretty tough to be the king of Siam. Yes. Anyway, point being. So, oh, and I hear that the police chief wants to send his kid there. So they want to let them in because then they have the town in their pocket. See? So, so anyway, there are people get it. So people get up and make these statements. And a lot of them are going, because Deerfield does give us stuff. But the thing is, it's kind of crumbs compared to what they should be paying in taxes. And But the people are afraid. If we piss off Deerfield Academy, they're going to cut us off like they won't. Like they bought, they built the new dugouts for, for the high school <laughs> baseball team. And it's like, fuck that. You know what I mean? So anyway, and people are getting up and reading these long diatribes with points and statistics and it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Anyway, it voted and I think we won. And so we can pay zeros just so we can negotiate with them. Cause you know, what do you mean you can say, pay zero? Who pays zero? Our town. We would say, look, the sewer fails. It's up to you to fix it. Like right now we can't say that we would have to at least pony up 25% of the cost of fixing it even though we'd get almost nothing out of it. This is boring. But no, it is want... fascinating because it's, it, is, it, it explains how this country has been bought and we're being turned into a neo-feudalistic society. The idea that well, they're buying up homes and then renting those homes 
No, well, I think I think their their faculty lives in them and stuff. So they're not renting them to anybody else, but they're they're their faculty. They just because they just keep kind of expanding. And the here's a here's an even kind of more interesting. Um, so we have this old library in town and it's beautiful and it's this beautiful building, but it's from the 1800s and it's held together by spit and sealing wax and it, it's kind of falling down. And even still, it, it's just not sufficient. There's no place to have any kind of meetings or to do any kind of activities. It's barely there. So in 2019, we got a grant from the state for $4 million, which was going to be 50% of the cost of building a new library, actually being able to keep the facing and build a new library, right? COVID hit, supply chain issues, et cetera, et cetera. The price has now gone up to 12 million. So now we have 4 million, but we need- Wait, wait, wait. it went from 4 million to 12 million? No, it went from, it was, it was going to be 8 million, they were giving us 50%. They were giving us $4 million, half of it. Right. But then it went up to $12 million. So now we need to raise, instead of a, an additional four, we need to raise an additional eight. Got it? Yeah. Okay. If if in this vote last night or last week, whatever it was, if by two-thirds we didn't say, look, we want to do this, we would have had to send that $4 million back to Boston and say, no, thanks. We're not going to do it. And you had a lot of people standing up and going, I've never been to the library. <laughs> what do we need? Our, wait, our taxes are going to go up for a, a library? Oh, my God. Yes, I know. And it was like, hey, people, we're at this place. If we let this library go, like if we don't build it now, we're never going to build it. It's It was going to cost eight. Now it's going to cost 12. In five years, it's going to cost 20. And in 10 years, it's going to cost 50. You know what I mean? You'll look back and go, oh, my God, we built it for only $12 million. You got to build this thing now. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. And you're going to be, okay, we're a town without a library. And then you're going to be, yeah, we're a town. And you're just going to be on this downward trajectory. We either have to decide, yes, we're investing in our town. It's like a new capital improvement on your house. It makes your house more valuable. I wanted to stand up and say, I know you never go to the library. But it's going to make your house more valuable that you live in a town with a decent library. Unbelievable. There are a lot of people speaking against the library. Uh, my wife got up and made a very moving speech that I think moved some people. She's and, moving. Uh, <laughs> We're moving out of is. Deerfield. No, and 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 uh, it won. But it doesn't mean it means that there'll be a, a vote, uh, a special election. But that only has to be majority. So 50 percent. So I think we kind of won. The other night. So that's, that's that's I would love to go to these meetings. Oh, but you would be so entertained. There was what the the, the character there are like SNL characters. There's this one guy who actually is the police chief's father. So he's <laughs> this old guy and he kept he would say the the town sewer or some of the people they're on septic. So they're not using the sewer. Well, guess what? And <laughs> and, and he would have some other point. But he kept doing this you know, and then they think it's fair to pay this. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and then his his wife, who was the crossing guard forever and now has some kind of dementia, but just cares. <laughs> wow. Hang on. You're talking about the police chief's mother. 
Are you there? Eating dog food. Oh, hang on, you froze. You froze. Oh. She, you said that the police chief's mother, my uh, internet connection is unstable. It's you. You've always been unstable. Hang on. Maybe this is better. Let's try this. Now you're freezing. All right, I, I'll talk to the people. Uh, hey, people, what's up? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you back? Okay, so you said the... The crossing guard... She was the crossing guard forever, and she starts telling these, well, Bubamites, their grandmother's But, but this is the police chief's mother. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you sure you want to attack or make fun of the police chief's mother? You may, <clears throat> you may need... I don't, think, I don't think he listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, guess what? He's here. Well, guess what? <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, so the so police anyway. chief's mother has dementia. Well, she's just going on and on. Uh, about that they're, they're kids who don't have jackets and the p principal came to her and was begging her because the kid didn't have, these kids didn't have any clothes and they were poor. And the um, and then there was this other, this old guy who's eating cat food. And, and the moderator is kind of going, um, this, uh, the, the library, could you? <laughs> Something about the library, please. Because she was just, you know, she was just going on and on. The meeting goes on forever. Um, but eventually somebody is like, call the call the question. That means let's vote. Oh, oh, here's another interesting thing about the library vote. Okay. At a certain point, somebody made a motion to have a make it be a secret ballot because like they didn't want to, their neighbors to see them opposed to the you're you're freezing on me is it me or and you i counts and somebody says there should be a secret ballot because they they wanted to vote against the library but they didn't want their neighbors to know that they were against the library wow. and so then we had to have a big argument as to whether it was going to be a secret vote or not and people are standing up and so that's not how town meeting works you, you're talking, it's a meeting. It's not an election. There's going to be an election and that's a secret ballot, but this is a meeting and we talk and you let people know. And so we, then we had a vote on whether it would be a secret ballot or not. That got uh, nixed. And then we had the vote. Well, that was the vote on the secret ballot, public or secret? You're freezing on me. God damn it. Yeah. This is, I, uh, was the vote on the secret ballot secret? Well, no, no, yes, that would have been, yeah. Can we have a vote on whether the vote to, to have a secret ballot is secret or not? Right. That would have been good. So where does this leave you? It, to me, it's fascinating. I'm always interested in local politics because it yeah. just reveals everything. Does it work? Does the system work or not? Well, you know, afterwards I was talking uh, with my friend, the music teacher at the school, um, and... You're frozen. Guy in a baseball cap who came up and basically said, you know, how many people go to the library? Like 5% of the town. So the 95% of us have to pay for people who want to like read books, you know, and, and we were like. I may. <sighs> but it didn't. And I, and I, and we said, you know, the difference between this local thing and what's going on in the rest of the world is at least we were arguing. Okay, there is. Uh... It's like, is it worth paying 
this much more tax for the library, yes or no. So we were arguing about what actually was, not like, hey, you know, does the library exist? Is it, you know, filled with demons or, you know what I mean? Um, They felt like we were talking about the the same thing from the same basic facts. And that's just not what's happening in the country. Right, right. So what are your thoughts on the midterms? Is that anyone's going to vote for him besides you're you're, him. you're freezing on me? So I think it's you. It could be. It could be. All right. So I'm not, all right. Here here's my point. The fact that anyone is going to vote for Herschel Walker besides Herschel Walker is enough to make me think we got to give up. It's yeah. over. We're done. And he's leading. The new Rasmussen poll shows him leading. It's it's beyond anything. I can even comprehend. It's it's beyond silly. It's he, the guy. It's he he's he's worse than a character on SNL. It's it's like it would be too broad if somebody right. played that dumb. You go, kind of funny. That funny. He's just like right. you're overdoing it. Well, I stayed away from him because I thought it was inappropriate. He he was somebody you don't want to make fun of because he's obviously had too many concussions. But then I thought, well, if. You, if they're running him to be the the senator and he's against the minimum wage, he actually said he's against the minimum wage. But you can't even it's like you can't even make fun. It's not even fun to make fun of him. It's, you know, hitting the broad side of a barn. It's like, wow, yeah. you, you hit it. Big deal. I mean, I, I just don't even know what to do or say anymore. I'm lost. Do you feel safe in Massachusetts do you feel yeah. that it's all noise? It can't hurt you. I I do, but I mean, when you see the stuff that is potentially coming, I mean, if they take over the House and they take over the Senate and they impeach everybody and they make Trump, you know, Speaker of the House and all those things, I, I don't. Well, maybe we'll get better internet. You're frozen. Oh. I'm hoping it's you and not me, because if it's if it's me and uh, the show is going to I may have to reboot and start the show all over again. That's the first time I've stopped hearing you. But yeah. Can now you hear, I hear now I hear you. I have a feeling I need to restart the show. Dan, are you there? That was my idea from the beginning, right? I wanted you to start the show. I know. Dan, are you there? Dan? Dan? Somebody in the chat says that was Russ. So maybe it's, maybe I'm infecting your show. I I may, no, no. Uh, Dan, are you there? We have. I'm like a germ. Yes, I'm here. I'm going to make you the host. I'm going to reboot and let John, let's see what happens, okay? But to to my list, but John John Ross has not. So uh-huh. does that prove anything? L- let me make you the host, Dan. Okay. Uh, and I will I will reboot. You make small talk. If uh, if this you can mute me and sail away. If it doesn't work. Uh, if I lose the if I lose this, 
I will will come will restart the live stream. So I apologize, but something ain't working here. So this may be this may be it. So I'm leaving. Bye. You're okay. Go ahead. Do what you gotta do. Thank you. Go 